Well, hey there, folks. Dave DeBow here, and we're doing something a little bit different on this episode of the How to Raise Capital 101 show. And this is part one of a two-part series based on a presentation a client of mine, very, very sharp client of mine, Jake Penny did for our Facebook group. And the presentation is all about how he attracts local accredited investors and gets them to come out to a presentation, ideally in person, maybe even on Zoom, and get them get them going and getting get them get the relationship going to eventually bring some of these people on as investors in his real estate deal. Now, here's the cool thing. I asked Jake point blank, what's your best guess on how much capital you've raised doing this process? And he said, it's well over $5 million. Now that's pretty significant. Jake's only 28 years old. He started doing this process in, I think, 2019. The pandemic hit that kind of put a big big quash on things, had to turn things into online Zoom events. Now, after the pandemic, he's back to doing these live. And he was very, very generous to share this process with us. So I'm turning this into a a two-part podcast episode because it was pretty long. It's a little bit over an hour, so we're going to chop it in half. And this first part is all about kind of the big picture, why he does this, and the logistics about how he sets things up. And then the second part We'll do a, just a quick zip through um, what kind of a presentation he actually does at these events. So I think you're going to really enjoy this. Uh, take notes. More importantly, take action, especially if you're looking to expand your sphere to get out there and connect with more accredited investors and eventually bring them on board with your deals. So enjoy and talk to you soon. There are millions of real estate investors out there, and most are stuck with just a couple of properties. They want financial freedom, but their small portfolio ends up costing them more in time, effort, and money than it's worth. Getting out of the rat race seems harder than ever. This show will help you do more deals, better deals, and bigger deals. Finally, you'll be able to reach your income and lifestyle goals. How? By attracting and leveraging private money partners and their capital. Now get ready to raise more money, because here's your host, Dave Dubow. So Jake Penny is a really fantastic young real estate entrepreneur that I've gotten to know over the last year or so. Mm-hmm. I've had the pleasure of working with Jake and his lovely partner uh, to help them with some of their capital raising process. But these guys are already on fire. They're doing so many amazing things. And what I was really, really impressed with when Jake explained it to me was this whole idea of reaching out to your local area, shaking the tree and bringing on local accredited and sophisticated investors. So I saw what he was doing with that, very impressed. And I thought, hey, I bet you there's a lot of other people who would love to learn this as well. So Jake was very, very generous in agreeing to share this whole process that that he's been doing since, I think you said 2019, 2018, 2019, for the last three or four years been working well with, with for him with a slight hiccup in between there with COVID and whatnot. But even that, he was able to figure out how to bring these events online. So Jake, thanks so much for, for sharing your time. And I will let you share your screen and I'm going to go in and try and figure out how to make sure that this is uh, this is working properly on Facebook. All right. 
Awesome, Dave. Thank you. I appreciate it. I am going to share my screen if that's okay. Yes, please. Awesome. That looks better. I was seeing a deja vu there. <laughs> so let me know when we're, when we're ready to go. On the we're piece. ready to go. Take it away. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, everybody, my name is uh, Jake Penny, as uh, Dave said, and uh, I've found a lot of success in raising capital locally um, from friends, family, foes, uh, you know, local clubs. And a special presentation that me and my partner, Liana, uh, give at our local library uh, called Becoming the Bank, um, How to Invest in Main Street Instead of Wall Street. So, I mean, today we're going to pretty much talk about connecting with local accredited and sophisticated investors uh, for your real estate ventures. And uh, what we'll cover today is um, how to find um, well, the number one strategy of finding potential investors, uh, the low-hanging fruit. We're going to cover how to deliver an impactful presentation for these investors, best practices, tips, tricks, hacks, everything like that. Uh, and then also nurturing these uh, connections, because obviously we don't want to ask for money. We want to present an opportunity, build relationships over time, uh, and not be salesy. But it's really about people. Uh, learning about them and providing them a solution for their investments. Uh, and then one thing, I am not a financial advisor or a lawyer. I don't have a crystal ball. This is just, you know, um, what I've seen success in. So do your own due diligence and everything and take the, uh, take whatever you may learn um, and use it in your own practice. So this is for you. Uh, if you're an active real estate investor this is for you if you're interested in a unique way of building your potential investor database. Um, if you want more investment capital to fund your deals, I know I want more uh, funds to invest in my deals so I can buy more deals. Um, and if you exhausted your, your family and friends money, because that's all where we start. So that's that can get exhausted very quickly, especially if you're doing tons of deals a month. You want to start to grow outside of that, but that's perfect to get started with on the admin too. Uh, and then also, uh, if you're tired of dealing with um, being banged over the head by hard money lenders, hard money is hard. It's not cheap uh, and you can get a way, we can way better deal uh, on capital raising from different networks instead of hard money lenders. And you want to build a legacy through private uh, through real estate as well. So who we are, I'm, I'm you know, the founder of Penny Capital Management, um, experienced real estate investor, raised millions of dollars, have uh, eight, eight figure AUM, uh, all owned by myself and Liana from Raising Capital, um, leading the way to invest in uh, Main Street instead of Wall Street. That's our mission, where people can make a awesome ROI and have a social impact in the local community. I'm an adventurer. I'm a foodie. Hey, you know, just proud dog owner. Love my dogs, Bo and Luke, um, and a lifelong learner as I'm a student of Dave's as well. And also been featured on DIY Network. Uh, it's like, if you ever heard of it, it's kind of like HGTV. Uh, we were on um, a show called First Time Flippers. We're not first time flippers whatsoever at the time. You know, a little bit about me locking up some deals. Uh, you know, real estate has given me the lifestyle I wanted, be able to take my family on trips, do awesome stuff. And uh, 
Now, enough about me. Time to get into the real nook and cranny of everything and give you guys some value. So the the first part of this is low-hanging fruit. Friends, family, and foes. I don't like the word fools. Just couldn't find a picture that said foes. So these are obviously um, people you have already existing relationship with, and you can raise capital from them because they're sophisticated or you already have that substantial relationship with them based on SEC guidelines. But always, you know, can you contact your uh, securities attorney on that and maybe different where you are uh, investing uh, funds from. And, and low hanging fruit part two. Um, these are going to be you're going to be raising money from people you deal with on a daily basis, like who are your doctors? Uh, you have a primary doctor. You probably have a dentist. You might have a dermatologist, physical therapist, a nurse, things of that nature. Um, your insurance agent. Who are you getting your insurance from for home, auto, health, uh, life insurance? You know anything you can think of that you get a service for? Who's that person, and how can you provide value to them um, by teaching them how to invest? out of their retirement accounts, teaching them about how they can invest in Main Street instead of Wall Street, either real estate or a business that may be. Uh, so teaching them how to be in front of them, post on social media, ask them how their investments are doing, and you know, sit down and have a, have a cup of coffee with them and see how they're doing, how you can provide value to them. And then this is my favorite part of all. This is like the super low-hanging fruit. Um, if you have access to uh, a website called ListSource, I know here in the U.S. we do, um, we can find private investors that are in our backyard already lending on properties. So these are people that are ready to rock, ready to go. They're already doing the thing that you want, right? They're already lending money to investors. So we're going to go through and get this list market to them, bring them to one of our events, whether that may be uh, a being the bank event, which they already know how to, um, but it might be, you know, reassurance for them that you're, hey, you're you're somebody that's actually out here doing it, or just provide, try to provide value to them. Meaning, um, you know, be a people connector. That's the one thing that you can provide value the most with is connecting them with other real estate investors that may be looking for private money. So don't go to them and start pitching, help them find other awesome assets that they can be to the private lender on becoming the bank and then build that relationship and say, hey, well, I have this deal too now. Show them the little, you know, show them your, your credibility kit. Show them, you know, what the deal is, pass them previous deals, ask if they want to come and see the property. And this is pretty simple um, when you're building this list on list source. So... I mean, all you have to do is it's just a few simple clicks. It may cost you um, a couple hundred bucks, about like two, three hundred dollars, give or take of where you're actually, um, how big your county is, because you don't want to buy like a whole national list uh, unless you uh, are, you know, a syndicator or um, have a huge multifamily fund of some something of that nature. But you really just want to focus on your backyard because you want to have that one-on-one conversation with them in person as much as possible. And then this is just the the exact um, way you put it into uh, list source. You just go by your, your geography, you click your county, your state. Um, 
multiple counties if you want, depending on how many uh, private lenders are in your area. Just some, make sure that it, when you're sending letters to these people, it's something that you can handle. Because if not, then you're not picking up the phone. You're not following through. They're not going to take you seriously because the, this is their hard-earned money that they work so hard for. They want someone that's serious and showing up 24-7. So you can get um, the private lender's address, the property that they, they lent on, the interest rate, the terms of the loan, uh, and the amount. You can also get second mortgage as well, which is a, a, first, you know, a first lien or second liens. And you get all that information, and then you just start mailing to them. Um, like I said, I, I either use a, a, a letter that provides value to them, or I invite them out to like a seminar on how to use your, your self-directed IRAs, solo 401ks, and EQRPs. They're pretty much just qualified retirement accounts that can invest in um, assets outside of Wall Street. So I, uh, I teach that event, or I'll invite them to becoming the bank event, which is a mix between the, uh, the qualified plans event and a spin on it to where it's, you know, it's, it's kind of about me too and our program and what deals we look for, how we work with investors and that, that thing. So Jake, just a quick question here, buddy. So when you first started doing these live events, how were you getting people out to them? Where did you have all these kind of fancy lists dialed in or, or did you start a little bit smaller? So I, I started a lot smaller and what I did was I invited family and friends, but not all at once. So I would take a few family and friends and then I would take a few outside individuals. You know, they would be either from my local RIA, um, my local BNI, Chamber of Commerce, nurses, doctors that I scrubbed from the um, the uh, local health departments or the hospitals uh, list um, and just brought them. And I had my family interact and get the crowd going to ask questions and be participating. And that's how I did it in the beginning. Um, still, so, so you stacked the, stack the deck a little bit. That's smart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's playing, it's playing offense and defense, right? You, you have people that are already on your team and the other people don't know that they're on your team yet. Um, and I still do that to this day. Uh, when we do like in, we actually even do in-house events where we'll go to somebody's house. We'll have family members. They'll invite their friends that they've, our family members have bragged about what we're doing to their friends. And then we'll have a, a meeting at their house and we'll do a presentation in the living room. Yeah. Um, I, I call so that, that a raising capital Tupperware party. <laughs> Cutco. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it doesn't even have to be at your local library. It can really be anywhere. Uh, and that's how I got started. And then eventually we just started, Hey, what's the next list we can hit? What's the next list we can cultivate and build rapport with and provide value. So, so did you start off kind of doing these on a irregular basis or was it a fairly, a monthly kind of thing that you were doing? Yeah, it, it was um, an irregular basis in the beginning because it was, it was very daunting. It was very scary to do um, as a, as a new capital raiser on the block, uh, going into your local library, standing in front of strangers um, and public speaking in general. So and it's also something that a lot of people have never heard of that, hey, I can become the bank, earn double digit returns that are secure, predictive and consistent and also have a huge social impact on my local, you know, my local economy. You know, all I know is Wall Street. All I know is a 401k. 
So it was really people, you know, also thought this was this was BS because they think self-directed IRA and they think, well, I can only invest in the book of assets that Schwab, uh, Fidelity, JP Morgan, they, all them people offer me, not self-direct outside of Wall Street into property. Um, but once you start to really teach people and that follow-up process after the events, people really start to get it and they see how much better it is than investing in Wall Street. So the idea, if I'm if I'm understanding you correctly, and sorry I'm interrupting, it's just this comes to mind. I'm sure some other people are thinking this as well. The idea is these events are really kind of to break the ice, to bring all of these kind of cold contacts in, sprinkle in there, hopefully a, a friend or a family member or two that can, you know, be a clapper or a laugher or whatever to get, get the crowd going a little bit, but really start the the relationship. You're not necessarily expecting somebody to cut you a hundred thousand dollar check immediately after one of these events. It's it's really just about getting the ball rolling and then that consistent follow-up. Am, am I following you right there? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely you're not raising money at that event. You're not pitching at all. Um, you're simply providing value and teaching people the process and how they can do it on their own. And then obviously you're having there there's a sign-in sheet at the front. Uh, if you're doing at you know at a venue, they're signing in. They're they're giving you their their email address, their um their phone number, their name. So then you're following up with them after, and you know some of them even you have RSVP you know in front of, of the event. You know when you send that send that note that a postcard, they're supposed to follow up with you give you a call, shoot you an email, go on your event uh, bright or meetup link and RSVP on there. And then you can have a, a, a call beforehand. You can check up, hey, you know, just give you a reminder. We have our event tomorrow. Hope to see you, you know, there. Um, yeah. And at the end of the event, you have a investor questionnaire where they fill out how was the presentation? Um, are they interested in something like this? And would you like a follow-up call? And yeah. that's where you really start to build that rapport over time with those, you know, potential investors. So logistically, and I'm just, cause I've, I've put on a ton of events. So I'm always fascinated by other people doing events and, and their unique twist on things. So just kind of walk us through this. You started doing this in 2019. It was a little bit, uh, you know, hit and miss. What kind of, you know, taking COVID out of this, out of the equation, what kind of numbers of people are you happy with that they come out to your local library and attend one of these events on a monthly basis? So I'm not looking for a big turnout. And the reason being is people are socially awkward. Um, so they're not, the more people there are, the more they're probably not going to interact, the less personal it's going to be. So we can get, we target anywhere between, you know, four and max 10 people at one event, you know, and, and when we have people that um, want to come and it's full, we just put them to the next meeting. Oh, it's a little bit of scarcity there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's limit. Um, and it, like you said, it's scarcity. Now people want what they can't have. Right. 
So then they're like, oh, well, you know, I, and then, I then they jump on a little faster the next month, right? It, you got exactly. A, you got a waiting list to go back to. Okay. So four to 10 people, that's because it's good for people to have realistic expectations. And let's say you get six, seven, eight new people out to an event. What kind of effort has been involved from your point to get those people there? What What does that typically look like as far as? number of flyers that you've sent out, emails that you've sent out, that sort of thing. Um, but what have you found works best? Um, typically, I mean, our marketing, see, what we're doing is we're doing the CRM. We're doing the Facebook uh, events. We're, we're doing um, the, the direct mail pieces. Uh, so there is a little bit, there is a good amount of work to go to get those people to come to the event. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically, you know, we'll send out 500 flyers, um, and we'll get, you know, 20 responses mm-hmm. about that. Um, and, and that's including on top of email marketing and top of the Facebook event and top of the Inventbrite, the meetup. So we're, we're cross pollinating on multiple different platforms to get as many people as we can, because just because they sign up doesn't mean they're going to show. Well, that's the other question. So what, what's typically the number, because if you're going to limit it to 10, how many people do you allow to RSVP? So you're pretty sure you'll get somewhere in the eight to 12 range to actually show up. Typically like one and a half times what we want. Right. Um, But if people want to RSVP and there's already that, that spot blocked out, we just push them to the next one or the virtual event as well, because we do a hybrid. Okay. That way, people that don't necessarily want to come in person, they can do the online. Now, there's a lot more um, benefit of having it in person, right? Because it, everything's better in person. It's more yeah, personal. Definitely. You get to see the people. You, you start to feel their vibe and everything. Um, and it's just a whole another level of connection. But, you know, keeping it to that that minimum amount of people, people start to get comfortable uh, with a closed environment. Um, so one person, you know, goes out on the whim to ask a certain question that, you know, may be um, out of their norm, uncomfortable. One person does because it's a small group. They're not going to do that in front of a crowd. And then that opens up other people to open up about their investments as well or, you know, um, if they ever had a terrible investment in the past, things of that nature. No, I love it, Jake. And the reason I'm asking this is because it's really important for the folks that are here who have not put on events before to have realistic expectations and to understand the effort that's involved to get people out to these events on a regular basis. Now, here's what I've seen happen, and, and let me know if this resonates with you. The first couple of events aren't that tough to get those 10, 12 people out because you're reaching out to your warm market. You're reaching out to people you've already got that existing relationship with. When it starts to get a little bit more difficult is once you've kind of gone through those folks after a couple of months of of doing these little events, now you got to be bringing in fresh leads, right? So fresh connections. And that's what Jake's talking about here. So he's, you know, he's putting his event He's creating he's creating an event that the title of the presentation itself 
is sexy. It's exciting. And it's attracting his ideal avatar. He's also doing multiple different things to get a relatively small number of people to actually show up and attend. So he's, he's doing the Eventbrite thing. He's doing Facebook stuff. He's doing direct mail. He's doing email marketing. And that's, you might be thinking, well, geez, that's a hell of a lot of work to, you know, get eight or nine or 10 people out to uh, a, a presentation. But maybe let's dangle the carrot in front of people here, Jake, and fast forward. What kind of impact has, because you wouldn't keep doing it if it didn't work. What kind of a, a bottom line impact has doing this made to your real estate investing business? Uh, well, I mean, I'm 28 years old for, for one. Um, I've been able to raise millions of dollars, um, totally technically financially free. Um, we have over 50 units, uh, have eight figures plus in real estate, and we get to help um, a ton of our investors make awesome returns and you know rebuild neighborhoods is what we, we love. So I, I guess my question to you would be, have you tracked how much capital has come from these events specifically? Because I know you're doing a bunch of different stuff as well. So do you do you have a, a rough idea? Um, I would definitely say a few million dollars, uh, probably around five. Yeah. I would so, say five million. All right. So is that anybody agree that that's a, a pretty worthwhile endeavor? That's a pretty good use of your time is to you know, shoot for once a month, putting on a small event. And even if it's not once a month, once a quarter or heck with that, just do your first one, (laughs) just do one and then start cranking it up from there. But you got to remember because Jake's very, very smart. He's a young guy, but he's very, very wise. He understands the long game in this. It's not about getting somebody on board tomorrow. It's about starting that relationship with a brand new person. And over time, a number of them will turn into investors. So what's the, just to give people a, a realistic idea here, Jake, what's, what's kind of the time frame for conversion from somebody not knowing who you are and showing up for your, one of your events to, to them becoming an investor. Do you have a story around that? Um, I mean, I have an awesome success story for my first event. I invent, uh, invited a family, um, a childhood neighbor um, that lived down the street from me. I, I used to, um, you know, cut his lawn and everything like that when I was a kid. And I invited him out first, first event. That man, the, the, that couple, uh, man and woman, I raised $800,000 from in that first meeting. Okay, well, that's beginner's luck, and no one. Yeah, yeah, so yeah that that was that was pretty crazy. And they're an investor this day, and they they love the program, uh, and you know what we do for our clients. Um, but outside of that, you're going to have each. I would say, at after each event, you're going to have probably one person. You know, from from what I'm recalling, one person that is interested. You know, maybe two if if it's you know put together properly. You know, there's going to be people that are interested, but not like 100 on track. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're not fully processing yet. They don't fully understand it because they've always been told the one way, and that's Wall Street. Um, so they're the people you have to cultivate. 
and, you know, put on email sequences, build, build that, teach them, you know, set up, you know, email drips uh, or follow up uh, seminars or webinars where you teach them more about the process and go more in depth. So, I mean, even if you got one interested uh, party per um, event, I mean, that's awesome. But well, that's, 12, that's 12 a year, right? So that's, that, yeah, that's if you think good. about it, you know, your average investor is about $100,000 to start. And then they, once you make them happy, you get them awesome returns. You take care of their precious money because capital preservation is truly the number one rule. That's all they care about. At the end of the day, they say they want awesome returns, but they want the capital preservation. They, they really don't want to lose any money. Is yeah, is no, no, no. Job number one. Yeah, but you always want to make the money because then they tell every all their friends and family. that's right. Then you get the referrals, you get the testimonials, all that kind of good stuff. It, exactly, and awesome. that that first investor actually has referred multiple people. So, you know, that that's awesome too. All right. I'll stop interrupting so much. I just wanted to get that clarified. I know you got a lot to go through. So have at her, my friend. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but once, so, so once you exhaust your, your local, uh, I guess your, your circle of influence, like again, family, friends, foes, uh, people you deal with on an, a daily basis, you're going to have to get uncomfortable or get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. So, you know, where is the next step? Because, you know, for me, I didn't come from a rich family, come from a, a, a blue collar family, middle, lower middle, middle class, and nobody in my family had any idea about investing whatsoever. So I taught myself real estate investors, uh, I, I taught myself real estate investing. Um, and I had to, I had no people that necessarily had a bunch of money sitting on the sidelines, ready to fund my deals. So after I exhausted that, I had to go to local clubs. And by local clubs, um, you know, your local chamber of commerce, uh, if you're familiar with that, that's just pretty much a business organization in your local area. They usually have one per county in every state. Uh, These are filled with, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, um, civic organizations, nonprofits. So these people are business owners and they have the freedom to self-direct into real estate through their retirement accounts. Um, and you can also provide value and do events at your local chamber of commerce as well on, again, becoming the bank, IRA, solo 401ks, things of that nature. Even if you just want to do a regular general real estate event, uh, you have American Legion, Habitat for Humanity, Toastmasters, um, a bunch of different groups and, uh, you know, local BNI club become that one person in your local BNI club that is the, uh, you know, real estate professional, the investor, right? Because BNI only allows one person per um, like industry. So once you become that one person in your chapter, you're the go-to person now. You're the go-to woman or man that's in that chapter and you get to teach and preach every single um meeting that you have it's it's the way they do you have to stand up every single meeting tell you who you are what you're doing what you're looking for that week and how you can provide value to other members in that group um you can become a member of you know your your favorite car uh you know uh club as well there are people that may have money the corvette club or bmw rolls royce mercedes the ferrari club of america jaguar you know go to car meets go to Go to, you know, watches and wrenches, join your local um, winery club, 
you know, cigar lounge, anything like that, where you can have conversations with people that you're brought together from a, a, uh, a mutual interest, right? You like, you like Ferraris or you like BMWs, you have a BMW, you have a Mercedes. Well, why not talk cars and, you know, shoot the, shoot the crap with, uh, you know, somebody from the, from the group. And then you build that relationship and they're like, Oh, well, what do you do? You know, I, I, I see you doing this stuff on social media, you friend them obviously, so they can see this stuff. And then they're like, Hey, what's, what's this private lending thing? What's this become the banker? What are you doing in real estate? Well, such and such, you know, this is what I do. And this is how I help individuals just like yourself, you know, become the banker, earn better than average returns, secure predictable returns, um, things of that nature. And then becoming the bank's uh, webinar. The thing is with the bank that everybody here most likely on this call right now has already been a private lender since the day they opened their bank account. And the reason why I say that is because once you put a dollar into the into a bank account, they lend that dollar immediately back out to somebody in your local community to get a, 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 a mortgage, a car note, a credit card, a, a construction loan, things of that nature. So you're already a private lender. You just don't know it. So when you're searching for people that want to be that you want to teach about becoming a private lender, they've already done it. They just don't know that they've been a part of the process yet because the, they're already putting money into a system that lends out their money for them, but only pays them 0.00001% while the bank's making anywhere between 400 and 1300% on every single dollar you put in the bank. So by teaching the, the Become the Bank webinar, you're teaching these individuals how to uh, cut out the middleman and start earning the real returns that everybody you know deserves and everybody should know how to. But it's like the 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 one biggest kept secret of the 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 wealthy that you know we're told to save money. The reason why we're told to save money, guys and girls, is because they want you to put money in the bank so that they can lend it out and make four hundred to thirteen hundred percent on every single dollar you put in. So why not teach these people how to do the same thing and pay them what five hundred times more than they're earning in a bank a savings account right now? Who wouldn't want that? Uh, and then also, like I said earlier, the um, the seminars and webinars on solo 401ks, self-directed IRAs, cash value, life insurance policies. Whoops. Oh, God. Um, one second. Dave, can you see that drop down? What's going on? I uh, just technical to difficulty. No, I can see your... Well, it's, yeah, it's the whole thing here. Okay, there we go. All right, cool. So we're back. Um, teaching people how to, again, so invest out of their solo 401ks, teaching them how to set these things up and do rollovers and transfers from the the big companies like Schwab, JP Morgan, Fidelity, J, um, Morgan Stanley, and roll those funds over. Uh, teach people how to invest out of their whole life um, whole life insurance policies. This is huge because people have cash values in their their uh, their life insurance policy that is pretty much a glorified saving account that they can tap into at any time and take a loan against. You know, teach people how they can invest out of their H or uh, HSAs, or if they have kids, they can open Coverdells or ESAs for their kids for their educational savings accounts, and they can add money into those accounts on behalf of their kids 
and invest those funds into real estate deals, whether it's becoming a private lender, um, you know, uh, doing a fix and flip, things of that nature. And the next thing you know, by the time the kid's 18 years old, they can pay for their own college or higher education. Um, you can I, also- I got a quick question for you, yeah. Jake, sorry to jump in. So again, we, we're not going to teach everybody your entire presentation of what you show prospective investors, just to give people the gist. Yeah. But what would you recommend to folks to quickly get up to speed on these different things that they can be showing a prospective investor? So if, if somebody's really not quite up to speed on how they can help somebody turn their 401k into a self-directed account, What's the best and fastest way for them to to learn that quickly? I mean, honestly, just well, they're, they're, for one, there's YouTube, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but now you don't want to you want to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, pick up a pick up a local book. Go on um, a find a self directed IRA or a custodian online. They have a bunch of free um, eBooks on their most likely on their page. Download that stuff and just read it. You'll you'll be you'll be able to learn a lot very quickly on these types of accounts, and then you know reprocess it into your own way and spit it back out to your, to your audience. Right. And then when you're working with an investor, getting them going with somebody is with something like this, ideally, you know, hook them up with, with the actual professional that can, can make that happen. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, since over the years, I became a, a master, I would like to say in these types of accounts. And I have partnered with a company called horizon trust company and another company called EQRP where I help people, you know, do the full rollover. I help them set up the accounts um, and really teach them about the whole process and help them direct their funds for them and and, and everything like that. Uh, so once you become a, a master at that, you you can also partner with these uh, companies and help them through the whole process. And then you become a teacher and everything and an advocate of it. Nice. Thanks. Absolutely. And a, another one best secret too is uh, home equity lines of credits. Um, we live in a in a world where paying off your home is the most important thing, right? Everybody wants to be debt free, but at the, at the end of the day, what is a free and clear property doing for you? It's saving you, um, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars a month. That's awesome, but that equity um, that is your asset is not usable until you sell. So, how do we tap into that equity right now? and start putting that equity to work for you, we get a home equity line of credit, not a home equity loan, because we don't want to be paying on the full amount from day one. We want to get a line of credit where we can pull and pay off, pull and pay off. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to a bank. We're going to apply for a home equity line of credit, call it $100,000 for simplicity. We're then going to lend that out to investors, fix and flippers, you know, Burr strategy guys, short-term rentals, and make the yield spread between the rate you're paying the bank and the rate that you charge them. Obviously, you have to charge them enough amount of, uh, you know, a higher rate of return to be able to pay for that uh, rate that you're paying the bank. But then you make the difference in between. And the investor, this is what you're going to be teaching the investor, the potential investor. The investor is technically paying down the principal note just as a rental. Uh, on that home equity line of credit, never having to use a dollar of your own money, turning your home in a, into a true income producing asset while never touching a dime of your own money. So that's another thing that we teach as well, because people think that, hey, I don't have money to invest. Well, you really do. You have your 
your, your retirement accounts. You probably have a free and clear property or a property that has equity in it, you know, and, and it doesn't take a lot of money to get involved into becoming the bank, becoming a private investor, because you can either invest in uh, first lien position, first mortgages, or you can invest in second lien position, second position mortgages. And depending on where you are all over the country, that can mean a uh, second position lien could be um, 10, 15, $20,000 instead of a first position lien where it could be upwards of a hundred, right? So you would get the, the, the second, you know, find an investor that has a larger sum or a hard money lender, and then find an investor that may want to get into the game and get started, but they only have 10 to 15 to 20 grand. That's okay. They can actually be a part of this process now. And as they're saving, they're starting there and they're getting the process, the experience. You're building that rapport, building that relationship. They love the returns they're getting. So when they start saving and getting more money, they're giving you more money. But you let them in the door at that lower amount in, in your second lien position, second mortgage program. Uh, and then this is this is what I use um, to send out postcards. I, I call it um, controlling your financial future seminar as well as be becoming the bank seminar. And this is what it looks like on the bottom. It just has like, you know, line items. I couldn't find an actual one where we ran out, but I had a, uh, a little crop of what I have on my, my Facebook. I, uh, I cropped it and put that as my banner. Um, so, so this is an example of a, the front part of a postcard that you send out to people. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes. Yeah. So this okay. is the front of it. And at the bottom, it'll have lines. Um, so like, you know, where's the event? You just write it in there, the date, the time, and then the link to RSVP, whether that's a, a landing page, Eventbrite, or a meetup group, or a Facebook. Um, or, or, you, or you just get your own URL and point it to wherever it is that, that right, right. you're registering. And what, which. and what I usually do is to shorten it, I'll do like a bit.ly link to, so it's only a few characters and it's not like super long. Mm -hmm. um, but I also have on the flip side of that, a little summary of what the event's about and then my contact information, because sometimes they'll, they'll want to call too and be like, Hey, what is all this about? I'm not just going to show up for it, but I would love, I'm, you know, kind of, I'm pretty interested. So you're uh, sending, how many of these postcards, for example, would you be sending out and to whom? Uh, so this is, I, I gear this towards more of the people that may not know about this. So I'm not sending this to pre-existing private lenders. I'm sending this to local business owners, sending this to doctors and physicians, engineers, um, accountants, uh, any, any, uh, even, even like real estate agents, honestly, because real estate agents deal with this stuff on a daily basis and they always want to get involved in real estate investing, but they may not know how. Right. Um, and that goes for everybody. Everybody wants to be a real estate investor. They watch HETV, DIY Network, all these shows, and they love it, which it's nowhere near like the shows because I've been on the shows before. It's definitely not like that. It's, that's all bogus. Um, <laughs> but, you know, getting them into the process on the backside, because nobody, everybody wants to be a real estate investor until they have to deal with contract. Yeah. Termites, termites. Yeah, no, I think you're you're preaching to the choir here, my friend. Everybody's right. everybody's in the same boat. So, marketing wise, this is a postcard. It goes out to local business owners, give or take. How many years are these mass mailers, or are they individually addressed to 
to people with their name and address on them? Out, out Indi- individually addressed. Um, so I have one of our like personal assistants do um, po- that, fill them out, handwrite them because it's more personable. Wow. Um, and then I also put them in like these black envelopes right here. Nice. You know, something, something to stand out instead of like a regular white envelope. Um, and then I'd even gotten like real creative with like gold stickers like on that. this. Or I'll use a black envelope and I'll do, um, well, I, I won't do it. I'll have someone else because nobody can read my writing. But um, <laughs> in white, in white pen. So it kind of stands out. It looks totally different. It's not a, it, we buy houses, postcard in the mail. Um, so it's, it's a different touch to it and gets more of a response rate. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, my friend. All right. So there's a good example of the, of the postcard. Is this going out every month or is this every once in a while you get around to doing the postcards? Yeah. So this is, I would probably say, um, you know, every other month because it, these, they're like cardstock, they're thicker, they're glossy. I haven't touched them. So it's, it's expensive, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and you, you want to be bootstrapping. You want to be spending as little as possible because it's not the, it's not this that counts. This is the value that you provide the people at the events. Um, so this is, this is every once in a while, you know, that we put out, we try to do something different and, you know, hit the people a different way. All right. T. Arthur, you're going to have to watch the replay. We can't do any repeats for, we're on a tight time crunch here, my friend. All right. Keep going, my friend. Keep going, Jake. Awesome. Uh, and then another marketing, you know, flyer that we do is, well, at the event, right? We have a private investor brochure. Um, and this is an old one, but it's, you know, something that's very similar. So, you know, better earn better than average returns with a proven le- uh, leader. And it just goes over all the, you know, the questions that someone may have, right? Because they're, they're there at the event, they're, they're listening, they might not be processing everything, yeah, and they're they always going to have questions afterwards, even if they say they don't. It's going to pop up. They're going to talk to a friend. They're going to talk to their loved one when they get home. Uh, you know, someone's going to talk differently than they were thinking about it. And it's it's just going to start a ramble. So, well, yeah, it's, it's just like I always tell everybody, right? Assume that after you've done a presentation, that 80% of what you told the person went in one ear, out the other by the time they get home. And, and yep. the 20% that's left over is all mixed up and scrambled. So. <laughs> yeah, assume they, they they process nothing about it and you're going to have to, you know, re, retell it to them. So we send this brochure with them home. It goes over, you know, what is private uh, lending? How do we use this money? Why? You know, Q&A. Um, how do we help sellers? Market conditions, rate and terms, minimum investments. Is there a guarantee? Is this IRS per- approved for retirements? Is it FDIC insured? Um, you know, different insurances that we give the investors to help protect if, if a building were to burn down, how they're protected there, things of that nature. Um, yeah, a good, a good question coming in from Trent. Doesn't this violate securities regulations? It does not because you're not you're not offering any um, you're not offering any investments there. So you're just providing value to them. You're just teaching them about the process. You're never pitching them a deal, never showing them um, specific a returns. Specific return. This is literally all spelled out to where this is what it's most likely going to be like if you were to, you know, a, a, an investor came to you and said, "Hey, you know, uh, I need funding." So what what is this? What does typical returns look like? What do what does a typical loan look like? Um, 
these are all theoretical things, not necessarily, and you know, you're not pitching anything. You're not, you don't have a deal to invest in that's, you know, deal ready. And that's, that's where we're not, we're teaching and we're not raising money, but we're building relationships over time. So when we, we get those people on our, on our list and we get their contact information after this event, we're not pitching them a deal at all until we've had multiple conversations with them, whether that's on the phone, in person, um, email, things of that nature. And it, we probably won't pitch them at all. Like we won't even mention, Hey, would you be interested in investing in a deal for like three months? Um, and and making know, sure that they're an accredited investor, a sophisticated investor and fit correct. your parameters. Yeah. Right. Right. So this is uh, sophisticated or accredited. Um, and, and I lost my train of thought there. Uh, but yeah, no, no, we're not soliciting whatsoever. Um, and you're you're educating. Yeah, we're educating. And the SEC considers it's not like a hard set rule, but the SEC says 45 days or a substantial relationship. And and that's what they considered like a a substantial relationship is like, Hey, you've had multiple touches over 45 days. You could tell me about this person, you know, who they are, what they do. Do they have dogs? What's their kids' names? Things of that nature. So over those 45 days, which that's like cutting it close. I like two to three months, more like three months. Uh, Cause I want to be super safe. Cause I don't want to, you know, violate any SEC rules whatsoever. Um, Cause you get, that's a big no, no, you get in trouble, you go to jail, no fun. Um, and then you can, you know, help people and whatnot and do what you, you, you enjoy doing. That's real estate. Yeah. So. And I love what Julie said here. This, this brochure that you're leaving with people is really just FAQs. It's, Frequently asked questions. You don't have any correct questions and answers. It's not us necessarily. Hey, this is what we do. This is things that you know. Yeah, it's just it's a, generic. A, a, yeah, it's yeah. Good. Good questions, you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Jake. Keep rolling, my friend. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the um, event, what we do is we give out a uh, a little you know white paper on pretty much. I mean, you might not be able to see it because I stretched it out to fit the fit the slide. Um, but it's just an investor question, profile questionnaire, uh, and it just asks them further information, the name, address, phone number, email address, what their career is, have they had investing experience, um, what's their gross annual income, because this is how we're going to do the accreditation. Now, because, hey, you to be a credit investor, you have to have a minimum net worth of $1 million, not including your primary residence or make $200,000 a year for the past two years consistently, consistently, not including the the current year, or have a spouse and you both make $300,000 for the last two years, not in uh, $300,000 for the last two years, not including the current year. So we want to get as much of this information as possible for them. Now, now are they, are the people pretty open to sharing that with you? Are they telling you? Uh, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, if, if their ego is bigger, they'll, they'll share. Um, yeah. uh, and sometimes not, but usually that happens. We, we start to fill this out more in depth on the follow-up calls yeah. on, you know, when we're starting to build relationship with, with, with these people. And honestly, I've, I've, uh, started to do a little bit of hybrid on this on our, on our capital website. We have a secure form that they can fill out online as well, because again, they're not going to be totally filling this out in person. So they have it always, they can either, they either save this, we send them one via DocuSign, or they can go to right to our uh, our investor website 
and, and fill it out as well. Um, Good. And we ask them like, hey, have you had any previous real estate investing experience? Um, have you invested in stocks, bonds, you know, mutual funds, things of that nature? Where's your investment capital? Is it a 401k, IRA, cash, um, lines of credit, life insurance policies? Do you have a self-directed IRA and are you currently lending out of it? And, um, you know, we ask them, hey, if you like, would you like to see your returns, you know, monthly, quarterly, biannually, um, annually? Because most investors are used to never getting a return until they retire because they're invested in a 401k. So a lot of these investors will invest for um, supplemental income as well. Because that really helps them pay for bills or, you know, pay for a car, pay for a trip, any, any help out with anything on a monthly basis. If you have the means to be able to pay investors on a monthly basis, usually it's either a monthly basis or they get their fund, their, their interest or their profit at the end of the deal. Um, so this is, uh, you know, what we, what we leave people. And obviously we ask them for their net worth as well, which some people aren't necessarily open to at first. Some are. All right. I hope you really enjoyed this first part of Jake's presentation. I absolutely love this strategy. I'm always a big fan of live in-person events. And I just love how Jake has really taken this and turned it into a process that he's doing on a regular basis. At least once a month, he's putting on one of these events and getting four to eight people out, 10 people, 12 people kind of things, keeping them slow, small and, and intimate, but consistently marketing for these. So Hopefully you got some good ideas there. Now, stay tuned for our next episode where Jake is going to kind of walk us through what he actually presents to people. Now, we saw a little bit of that in this one, but on the, the next part of this series, he's going to walk us through his how to be the bank presentation. I think you're going to get a lot of inspiration there, a lot of ideas about what you can present to people, your prospective investors to get them get that relationship going, expand your network, and bottom line, raise more capital to the tune of, you know, a lot of capital. Jake's followed this and, and he's raised, uh, according to his own numbers, approximately $5 million from following this process. So I think it's going to work really well for you too. See you on the next one. This episode is brought to you by moneypartnerformula.com. Our Money Partner Formula service allows you to raise all the private capital you need to do all the deals you want while we handle the hard stuff. We offer reliable and affordable done-for-you marketing services that get you investor meetings booked without all the work. So go ahead and check out the website right now. And then feel free to schedule a call with me and let's take your portfolio to the next level. Again, that's moneypartnerformula.com. Watch investor meetings pop up in your calendar. We handle the rest.